Good afternoon. He flew Qantas back into profitability after the pandemic, but Alan Joyce has now been forced to quit ahead of schedule. His planned retirement brought forward after a tsunami of issues rocked the reputation of the flying kangaroo. Here's our chief reporter, Chris Reason. Good afternoon. Well, Qantas CEO Alan Joyce announcing this morning that he'd hit the ejector seat two months early, but he leaves behind a pile of unanswered questions and unresolved dramas. It has been a tumultuous few weeks for the 57-year-old, a Senate inquiry grilling the Qatar Airlines controversy, the credits ticketing mess, record high ticket prices, the list goes on. But it was the ACCC, competition watchdog's decision to prosecute the airline for allegedly selling 8,000 tickets on cancelled flights that probably spelled the end of Mr Joyce's 22 years at Qantas. Saying in a statement this morning, the company needs to move ahead with its renewal. The best thing I can do under these circumstances is to bring forward my retirement. The Chief Financial Officer, Vanessa Hudson, now steps into the role. She quickly issued a video statement to staff today. Seven News has obtained a copy. She's already promised improvements. We know that post-COVID, we haven't always delivered to what our customers expect, but we are listening. And we hear what they are saying. And right now, it feels like we're facing another challenge in time. But already Ms Hudson's drawing some criticism. She's an airline lifer, has been there 28 years and has been in lockstep with Mr Joyce through these recent scandals. Some also questioning whether board members and chairman Richard Goida should go. Anyone who touches Qantas at the moment obviously has the smell of filth on them because of the way that Qantas has operated. This is a CEO that has quite literally destroyed the reputation of our national carrier. Mr Goida has already stated today he will be going nowhere, as he also faces pressure to claw back some of the staggering $24 million payout due to Mr Joyce. Back to you. Homeowners can breathe a sigh of relief with the Reserve Bank announcing this afternoon they would keep interest rates on hold at 4.1%. Political reporter Isabel Mullen joins us live from Canberra Isabel, we could see interest rates start to come down. Good afternoon, Anne. That's right. Interest rates could come down as early as February, but the majority of economists are tipping this time next year. It's been a brutal year for Australian families who have weathered 12 consecutive rate rises before the cash rate held at 4.1%. That's where it remains today. It is the final cash rate call for Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe before he is replaced by Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock on September 18. This afternoon, the Reserve Bank issued this statement. Inflation is still too high and will remain so for some time yet. While goods price inflation has eased, the prices of many services are rising briskly. Rent inflation is also elevated. Treasurer Jim Chalmers acknowledging homeowners are not out of the woods yet. This is the third month in a row that rates have been kept on hold, a third moment of relief and reprieve. We understand that Australians are still under pressure even after this decision today. The RBA started the rate hikes in May last year, but consumer spending has dropped and thankfully inflation has passed its peak and should be back within its 2 to 3% target range by late 2025. Anne. Isabel Mullen in Canberra. Thank you. No one can say for how long it will be needed or how much it will cost taxpayers, but the state government is now going to ask the owners of a rearing power station to keep it going beyond the planned shutdown. Critics say it could cost billions and threaten the state's credit rating. 
Amelia Brace reports. Well, this long-awaited report throws up more questions than answers, recommending the government engage with Origin Energy about keeping Araring open, but not advising how long its life should be extended for. The nation's biggest coal-fired power station is due to close in 2025, but this inquiry found prices would spike and the state would face supply and reliability risks if the plant was switched off. There are reliability risks um, with uh, Araring exiting early. That's why we're going to talk to Araring and talk about what the options are. I can't give you a time and I can't give you, give you a cost. What I can tell you is that I don't want taxpayers to pay one cent more than they need to and I don't want Araring open one minute more than it needs to. While Origin has stayed committed to the closing date, it's indicated it will negotiate with the government to strike a deal on the timeline to avoid blackouts. The Energy Minister says it's impossible to put a price tag on any sort of deal. The only reason that Origin are asking for this taxpayer handout is because they're losing money. Uh, it shouldn't be for the taxpayers to subsidise the operations of a private company. Matt Keane says the cost would likely be in the billions, putting the state's AAA credit rating at risk, though the government has confirmed no money has been set aside in the state budget, which will be handed down here in a fortnight.